This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. Finding a job as a professional photographer is tough these days, but there is one place I believe professional photographers can still make an impact, and that's at the university level. Not teaching, but at the marketing and communications department. Images are still king. Top quality photography is quietly being made at universities all over this country. Joe Johnston is one of those photographers. He is the university photographer at University of San Luis Obispo in California. And Joe is having the time of his life. I went to, is it two weddings and a funeral? This is, I'm really dating myself. I went to that movie with my friend Simon. I'm like, Simon, I, I think I figured out. I'm gonna, I want to be a journalist. I want to be a writer. He's like, yeah, and you can take pictures too. And I'm like, and I could take pictures too. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> and that really stuck with me. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from journalism professors, professional volleyball players, and master gardener, Scott Wilson. You know, I've been doing this for more than three decades, and I still get excited when I go to the garden and I see that plant pop up for the first time, or I see the, the first ladybug of the season, or a couple days ago I had the first hummingbird of the season show up, and, and it's that, that excitement of something new that really stimulates all of us. Go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives. Let's take a quick break for a sponsor before diving into my conversation with Joe Johnson. I am a firm believer that university photographers are living the dream and I get to sit down right now for a couple hours, maybe three or four hours, depending on how good this guest is, and talk to Joe Johnston. How are you, Joe? Doing good. How are you? Good. You ready for four hours? Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. Absolutely. Let's do this. You know, you got your adult diaper on and a cup of coffee. You're good to go for four hours. Yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> How is everything in San Luis Obispo, the wonderful central coast, that little hidden gem in California? It's good. It's, uh, it, you know, it's maybe 76, so a little warm. Oh, today. That's no, nice. it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's a great little place. You've been here if you, you oh know, yeah, I, it's paradise. It's a nice little spot. Super lucky to to be here and to have been here as long as I've been. Did you grow up on the Central Coast? I didn't. I grew up in um, Livermore in the East Bay. Oh well, then that's nowhere near San Luis Obispo. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, at least you found yourself a great spot. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I really fell in love with it when I came here. Um, I. I transferred from a community college up there, came here and took a tour and knew right away that I wanted to come to school here and didn't take long to realize I wanted to stay here. Well, um, how does a kid from the East Bay fall in love with photography? Um, yeah, that's a great question. I was thinking um, about that. And, you know, I think one of the main things is I was, I grew up as a skater. Okay. Um, Half, half pipe in the backyard all my friends were skateboarders and i looked at like thrasher magazine and had all those photos up on the wall and snowboarding too but as particularly skating the skate culture has a lot of art and creativity mixed in to that that culture and those magazines that i read religiously and i would plaster those 
a lot of those photos on my wall as a kid. And I think those images really had a, an impact on me. I was really enthralled by that photography. It is. And, it was like some of the greatest like uh, like kids lifestyle like grungy like real photography you can see as a kid like you're like oh that could be me i'm 13 i'm 14 i'm 15 like there was no other art being made that you could kind of grasp and be like that's me yeah yeah totally yeah i captured you know that life that i was living in 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 some ways and then also like these like amazing sides of that skateboarding life like ramps that were just like impossible like what how did they build that and and these um, fisheye lenses that were like just all these really kind of, for me as a young little skater, just like really blew my mind and excited me. No, there were, that was like some of the best stuff. So did you start taking pictures of your buddies in the yard on your oh, ramp? A little bit. We kind of tried, but I didn't really have access um, to a camera or film. Um, my dad had like this old Canon canon that he gave me but i didn't have money for film or developing and um so i just didn't really have the resources to to do much with photography but i had wanted to at high school we didn't have any photography classes or anything so um despite really being drawn to it as and kind of consuming photography i didn't get a chance to really dive in and try to make photography until i went to community college so then what was the driving i guess thrust behind it at that time at the community college to be like, I think I'm going to pick up a camera. Yeah. Just the opportunity. I finally had some classes that I could take. So I took like a beginning photography class and was terrible, but I loved it. I loved the subject. Um, and I still didn't really kind of click as something that I could see myself doing that. Um, didn't really come about. Um, I I was going to Las Vegas, which is in Livermore. We have a sister, um, or Las Vegas had a sister college, Chabot in Hayward, huh. and um, I stumbled across this flyer for this program um, that was called ISLS, Interdisciplinary Studies in Letters and Science, and it was a four semester classical education program, and you started. Um, with 150 students and five teachers and you had those five teachers and those 150 students for the whole four semester program. You read the classics, you wrote, you had class discussions. Um, it was amazing, incredible program. And they had a fifth um, semester optional in England. I went to England and with that kind of background of a lot of reading and writing and journaling and also diving into like, um, some art and film and things along the way. When I got to England and was traveling around, I was writing a lot, journaling and taking a lot of photos. Um, my stepmom had given me a lot of film and that said that she would process it for me when I got back. And so I was kind of, it clicked like, wow, I could maybe travel and write and take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and so kind of really a light bulb went off on that trip for me. Um, I guess I was about, two something two and a half years into my college journey at that time and uh when i came back from england i applied to cal poly to go to journalism school to study journalism at cal poly 
to be a, a reporter, a writer, and a photojournalist. Now, why, why photojournalism? What was that crutch? Like, why not commercial or, or you know, anything else? What was the draw to photojournalism? Yeah, that's a great question. One of the the books that really stuck with me was George Orwell's *The Road to Wigan Pier*, okay. which is like this literary journalism. Um, book that he produced that just inspired me and I I felt like oh I could with words and photos maybe I could have I could do something impactful like that tell these really compelling stories um, maybe make some kind of difference in the world of being very um, idealistic at the time I really had kind of um big dreams to make big impacts, I think. Okay, yeah, uh, right, because that's yeah, what you always want to do in the beginning, right? You're yeah. like, I can I can do this. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, like tell people's story. I just was so enthralled by that, and, and I hadn't come across um, examples of that that really spoke to me the way that it did at that time in that place. And um, actually, this is a, a little bit of a funny story. I was really inspired by the writing and i think i went to is it two weddings and a funeral this is i'm really dating myself but i went to that movie with my friend simon and i'm like simon i i think i figured it out i'm gonna i want to be a journalist i want to be a writer and he's like yeah and you could take pictures too and i'm like and i could take pictures too <laughs> yeah that's a great idea simon and that really stuck with me so thanks to simon um it was really hand in hand until um, I actually took my first journalism class and realized that I hated news writing. <laughs> was, <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like oh, this Simon, is, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, this is, it was just, I, I had come from that classical education where there was a lot of literature and a lot of creative writing and, um, and to jump into like a journalism class where it's a lot more formulaic. And I mean, there's incredible journalists out there that write and they, they do some incredible, incredible creative things with that right. style. But it just, it was so different than what I had been studying my previous years at college. So I switched to English um, at Cal Poly, but I got hired on at the school newspaper as a photographer. So I was able to kind of do both like stay on the, uh, the creative writing path, but then also explore photojournalism. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's interesting what draws us to photojournalism. What was that spark, whatever it was. It's, um, it's always something sometimes subtle. It's not always the hammer over the head. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was, it, yeah. It took a friend to kind of like put that plant, that seed. And then I, kind of realize like that's kind of what I've been doing. Yeah. Like traveling around, taking pictures. I mean, thank that, God you saw that romantic comedy or what would your yeah. <laughs> life have been Joe? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Thanks Hugh Grant. I, yeah, you thanks you. <laughs> I mean, what would, what else was playing at the megaplex that night that could have thrown your life in a complete loop? <laughs> yeah. It could have been a, a total disaster. Right. You know, you could have gone seen reservoir dogs and become a bank robber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a terrible choice, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so how was your time at Cal Poly? Because, A, Cal Poly is a tough school to get into. It's even a tougher school to get into, like, not having your four years going in as, from a community college. So 
was it a lot of catching up for you? Uh, no, the, that classical program that I was in at Chabot did an incredible job. I was really unsure because um, I kind of took an, that un, there was an unconventional program. And um, I, I just didn't really know going to college, I, into Cal Poly, a proper four-year university. I, I was nervous, but that program I found really prepared me well. And uh, so I felt like I fit in pretty good. That's great. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it, I ended up, um, I may have like found a little bit of an easier route to Cal Poly. I applied for the summer start. And so I started during the summer um, quarter okay. instead of applying for the fall. So that may have helped me in my favor. That may have given me a little edge. Then, yeah, I mean, that's whatever advantage you could take, you're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize it at the time. I had missed the fall application and the summer application uh, deadline was after it. So I'm like, oh, well, I'll apply for summer. And <laughs> it worked out. I'll get in. Yeah. Was um, was your time then, did it like, did you, did you just absorb yourself and take everything you can? Like, I'm all in. I am just a journalism man. So, yeah, for photojournalism, totally. It just, it just felt everything just kind of came together. I got on to campus, and and I think either the first week or second week, I walked over to the school newspaper and poked my head in there and saw Larry, the photo editor. I'm like, oh, hey man, I want to take pictures. He's like, okay. <laughs> uh, do you have a camera? I'm like, yeah. All right. Uh, cool. You're hired. I'm like, okay, great. And <laughs> thanks, Larry. Ever, yeah, and, and uh and I was just off and running. It just felt like everything fell into place, like that kind of last minute missed the fall deadline, but got into summer, went over to the paper. Hey, can I shoot? Yeah, sure. Like it all just started to falling into place. It gave me this sense that like, um, yeah, this is this is gonna work out somehow. And it fueled my my confidence that like, okay everything's going to come together somehow. Wow. So what was, I guess, what was the thing you were working on first? Because you're so new to photography just in general with like composition, colors and lenses choices and the whole camera, the way it works. Like what was something you're like, okay, I got to get grounded in on this. Um, yeah, just the, it was all just the basics. Um, just composition, light moments. Even just settings, you know, getting your settings right. It was probably the first time where I was thrown into a lot of low light situations. Oh um, yes, the ugly like, low light. Yeah, <laughs> and indoor stuff. Um, I, Larry was amazing, um, the photo editor, and we were just shooting black and white film. I think it was T Max, uh-huh. four hundred, and we would you know push it. I think to sixteen, of course, and maybe thirty two hundred. Um, and so he taught me how to do all that stuff. We were in the dark room, like making prints on deadline. And so I learned all that stuff. I mean, Cal Poly is, you know, we're all about learn by doing. And it was literally just learn by doing, <laughs> like learning <laughs> all this stuff as I'm going. And, uh, and I also, at the same time, I took a uh, photojournalism 101 class. That was the last photography class I took um, with Tony Hertz. But yeah, I took that at the same time. So that was really helpful because I was learning, I was taking a class and learning a lot of the photojournalism basics, uh, but then working at the school paper. And so I was kind of 
getting to do projects for the for the class and then assignments for the paper and it was great and i i had multiple mentors i had tony my teacher as a mentor larry the editor um so it was, i had a lot of support and help and and being there during the summer there was no else really at the paper there was maybe one other photographer so i just i kind of had a lot of opportunity oh that's key right yeah that's yeah. key totally you just raise your hand they're giving you an assignment boom totally. off you go yeah so i was just doing everything i was failing left and right but i also was when i would fail they would you know larry or whoever would give me tips on you know what i did wrong and do this instead and so i was a pretty good student i'm not necessarily a good student in many other things but i clicked with photography and so i was able to soak up a lot of the stuff and be like okay were i can i could do that were your early failures just because of you know being naive so that was, was that the reason or was it you were trying something so outrageous that it just didn't work because oh, no. those early failures are okay to have because sometimes that's the best learning. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I was doing anything too outrageous. I was really just trying to like, um, it may have seemed like really neat and, and outrageous at the moment, but then, you know, before long you're like, oh, this is just what everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to get low and shoot like a low angle shot from like really low. <laughs> that's so innovative (laughs) okay a lot of people do that man no one does this yeah you know things like that so you're really might think it's unique but yeah well yeah when you're when your whole process is really shallow like you just don't have a lot of the rolodex yet right like now you can go back on a lot of things and be like oh okay i'm gonna do it like this 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 but when you're young everything's fresh and new and you just think well god nobody's gotta have done this yeah (laughs) Totally, totally. Everything's, yeah, everything was new and fresh. Super exciting. It was, I was in heaven because we had filmed the, the newspaper, the Mustang Daily. You know, we had bulk film and we would like roll our rolls of film and we had developers. So I was just like, oh my God, I could just come in here and grab film, go shoot and develop it. And they're like, yeah, grab it, go shoot. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I just shot a lot. I'd grab film, went out and shot, developed it. And um, just, kind of really took advantage of that opportunity oh yeah having those guys giving you feedback is like unbelievable yeah for sure that really pushes your process quicker because you've got somebody to give you some insight yeah it was great larry was really a kind and patient editor yeah (laughs) Um, i i think he appreciated and i think tony too i just i kind of had a enthusiasm and kind of just you've probably met some younger photographers too that there's just um, something that eager, eager and earnest. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I kind of had that. I, I didn't have like, I know what, what I want to do or what I want to be. It was just like, oh, cool. We get to do that. We get to try that. And it was just like a very kind of maybe like a, like an eager puppy kind of like, let me try all these things. Let me just learn. And um, so I think luckily the people I worked with responded and well to that and were really supportive. That- you can't ask for anything better when you're, you know, new to the craft. A hundred percent. Totally. When, when was like for you in college where you start to felt like, okay, I can go out and I can come back with exactly what they're looking for. I'm not getting a 45 minute lecture on no Joe, 
your lens cap was on? Like, were you starting to feel comfortable? Uh, it actually happened pretty quick. I'd say within two quarters, I started in the summer, um, the fall kicked off and things really, you know, it was a full campus, all the students, everything was happening. All the students came back and, um, I got a lot of, you know, I'd kind of been there over the summer. So I kind of had made a place for myself at the newspaper. And so I was able to get a lot of assignments, a lot of opportunities. I got to know a lot of the editors and build up a lot of trust and confidence. And I was doing, um, when I say I was doing good, you know, it's, I look back now, there's some pretty, (laughs) but for the time and the place and everything, I was doing pretty good. And Larry, I think it it was his last year and he needed to quit being the photo editor and concentrate on his last year of studies. So he asked me if I wanted to be photo editor. So after two quarters at the paper, I became the photo editor. Wow. Yeah. And that was my job. It paid. And that was my job through college for the next three years. Jesus. Talk about falling into a good situation. Yeah. Yeah. Super lucky. And so with that came more confidence that they, they trusted me to take that on. And, um, yeah, you know how it is. You get a little overconfident. And sure. Oh yeah, I can do it. And then they're like, this is, this is terrible. This is trash. Like, oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. I have, um, <laughs> I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. But no, I, I did freaking, I studied, you know, I was, I, I would go to the library. I would find research books, magazines. I would go to the bookstore and spend, many hours just flipping through magazines. So I was really um, committed to it and trying to really immerse myself in, in good photography and in trying to learn the craft. Did, how did, did being a photo editor like help you blossom working with others and seeing other people's work? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It helped me. Yeah. Yeah. There were some, it helped me give critiques. It helped me kind of see like how other people were approaching assignments and shooting things. And then we had like a couple of really good um, photographers on staff. And um, I don't, I think you were, you worked at a paper. That's one of, yeah. that's gotta be one of the very best things as a photographer is to see how somebody goes to the exact same thing that you did or have done and how they see it right? and how they shoot it and how they approach it. And it, it really opens your eyes to the possibilities. And yeah, no, it's a huge, it's a huge thing to, to see what somebody else can do at the same assignment. And you're like, damn it. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it both. I, I wasn't really, um, I was never like, Oh, darn it. Like he found like such bad. I was always like, wow. Oh, that is amazing. That is so cool. I'm going to try to remember mm-hmm. maybe something like that. Or it, and it also is like, Oh, man, there are so many ways that you can approach this. There's so many different angles, different lighting, different. Oh, there's just so many different ways that you can shoot something. Right. And so that's always what you're trying to like do. Just push yeah. that. Just push that envelope. Yeah, and but, you know, I mean, until you, uh, I think, kind of work with like a group of photographers or staff photographers and actually see that real time, it, it doesn't really um, drive that home. Yeah, absolutely. So. Was at any point now, like in your first year in, your photo editor, were you thinking, uh, maybe I should look for an internship? You know, I'm really in love in this. This could be a career. 
it's not just a fad anymore. You know, thanks stepmom for giving me a bunch of film and I'm off to England. Like, was there something in your head going, God, this can actually become something? Oh yeah. I was, I was all in. Um, I didn't know how it was going to happen. And I, um, I wasn't really looking for an internship, although I probably should have. Um, it wasn't until my last year that I really started getting nervous and started trying to put together a portfolio to start sending out and trying to find an internship. Okay. Um, right around that time, I got super lucky again and ran into one of the Tribune photographers. The Tribune's the San Luis Obispo um, daily newspaper mm-hmm. for the county. And I ran into one of those guys at a football game or some other sports uh, assignment. He's like, uh, hey, man, would you want to be like a stringer for the Tribune? And I'm like, well, I don't know what a stringer is, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, okay. So stringer is just another fancy word, I guess, or a cooler word for yeah. a freelancer. Um, and so I started picking up some sports assignments for the local Tribune and uh, on the weekends and stuff. And uh, I got so lucky, Matt. I my first assignment was an eight man daytime football game, uh, high school. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't ask for like an easier, like a three of, o'clock like, start too, with the lights yeah, really nice, lights great, yeah. like not like a packed field of bodies. You know, they're they're spread out so you could get those like shots. And I think I had a two hundred two eight. And I got this guy running for a touchdown, and he just got like totally clotheslined right at the at the goal line. And I got a, that great moment, and it ran vertical like two or three columns on the front of the sports page the next day on the Tribune. It was my first; that was my first assignment for them. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, "Oh yes!" And, See, that um, that that hooks you. That's your heroin yeah. right there. Totally, totally. So it was the lead image the next day on the sports page. I was just like, all right. (laughs) This is easy. This is, yeah. I remember Jason Melwin, the photographer, was just like, oh, so your first assignment, daytime, amen, football. (laughs) Mm, Okay, (laughs) we're good. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Let's see how you do with uh, Yeah, women's volleyball in a badly lit gym with black jerseys. Exactly. (laughs) let's take you down a notch yeah um, and, so and half of the lights are out <laughs> yeah exactly go kid yeah. yeah uh-huh that's how it always is oh god so i mean that but that's the thing like that's what hooks you you see, when we used to see those pictures in the paper and all you want to do is like cut those clips out and send them to mom and dad and be like look look at this it's so easy it's all gonna work out yeah <laughs> No, I was stoked. I had that thing clipped out and like on my cubicle at the school paper and just really pumped up and couldn't wait. I, yeah, I, I felt again, I lucked into some really great mentors at the Tribune. Um, they had three full-time staff photographers, Dave Bilkamp, Robert Dyer, who we call Buck. <laughs> Makes and, sense. Uh, yeah. And uh, Jason Mellon and they all were great. They were Jason was really like just absolutely brutal, like just <laughs> no compassion whatsoever. Um, Dave was like so kind and supportive and gentle. And then Buck was kind of the old, like grizzled veteran that was kind of a mixture of both. Like, all right, kid, you remind me of 
myself 30 years ago. So you're kind of like, okay, cool. But that photo stinks. You're like, oh no. <laughs> so, so kind of like he, he saw something in me, but also like gave it to me pretty straight. Sure. And so those three guys really helped me out a lot too. Now, what year is this? Uh, that would have been 90, um, probably early 98 or late 97. Okay. So you're shooting all film. Life is great. You know, you don't have to deal with digital. You're in college. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's chugging along. Damn. That's the life. If you only could do that all the time. It was good times. It was good times. It wasn't without, <laughs> it wasn't without its bumps. Uh, you know, I, at the Mustang Daily, we were five days a week. Um, so if you shot something on Friday, you didn't have to worry about it until Sunday because it was, it was Monday through Friday sure. paper. So I do remember early on, I shot a basketball game for the Tribune as a stringer Friday night, but I was in school newspaper mode. So I went home, went to sleep. <laughs> oh. like, I got a call like, Hey, where's these photos? And so I'm like, Oh my God. So I had to run in. <laughs> Sorry, wrong, wrong client. I oh my God. So I had to go in there. So Jason called me Rumpelstiltskin for a long time. Holy so, crap. How did you miss that cool. one up? Yeah. There were, there were one or two like that, but, um, luckily, oh, luckily I, I got there in time, made the deadline, but yeah. Yeah. Made him sweat. Made him it's, sweat a little bit. It's nice having it a small town and you didn't live 40 <laughs> miles away. Yeah, exactly. About yeah, 10 or 15 minutes later, I was there. How, um, how was that town in the late nineties? It's, it's an absolute gem. I, I, I honestly tell people like it's an absolute secret that that city how yeah, was it for you back then oh it's great i i mean it certainly changed but it hasn't changed drastically i mean yeah um, you guys have an apple store now but in 1997 yeah. i mean yeah i'd just say like less big uh commercial shops and things downtown there's been some growth but not an insane amount um it you know it was just so friendly coming from the bay area um when i came here to slow just walking downtown on a sidewalk, people would look at me and smile and kind of like say hi. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to a gas station to pay for gas and they would like smile and be like, hey, I was like, oh, and I'd be like, uh, 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 fine, good. <laughs> like, why are, you, why are you talking to me? So I really, uh, it is still like that in a lot of ways. It still kind of has a small town feel to it. But that was something that I loved. I really loved that kind of small town friendliness vibe that it had. Because it, it can, you can make nice photos in a little town like that. You could start oh. to know everybody. Yeah, yeah, like meeting people. People were really, yeah, open and friendly. And it's also a beautiful area. There's a, the geography around here. You got the ocean, the coast. We have like peaks and um, all these different climates, like microclimates happening. With like wine, we have ranching. Um, yeah, there's just so much stuff. That's that's the absolute best part. Totally. The absolute yeah. best part. So as your college is winding down, what's your path? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, internship and then on to a paper. And I was kind of like wherever. And we had like some recruiters come in and I, I talked to them. that <clears throat> They were from like a newspaper chain that had a bunch of newspapers around the country. And 
Um, so I kind of did some interviews and basically the next step I, was I really needed to get an internship. And then from there I would make my, figure out my next move. And, um, I was kind of, I had been working at the Tribune and it was going good and they, they didn't have an internship, but I was kind of like, Hey, what do you guys think about an internship? And they, they were like, ah, oh. they started off like, ah, oh, we, we don't have a full internship. It's not going to happen to like, well, I don't know. And I kind of took that like, well, I don't know as maybe. And so <laughs> uh, I, I, um, right around the time where I was starting about to panic, Joe Kita, uh, we didn't really have a photo editor, but he was in charge of the photographers. Um, he reached out. He's like, uh, Hey man, I asked if we could have a photo internship and they said, okay, so you got an internship. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so I got my internship right after I graduated from Cal Poly. I just scooted on down the road to the Tribune. Jesus, how lucky is that? Because, you know, they could have been like, yeah, uh, we got an internship and it's free. We're not going to pay you and you got to pay us. Yeah, they paid me. I, it was a job. I could pay my rent. And um, and they were great, like I said. They threw me into the, the deep end, you know. I mean, I remember I think one of the first days I shot like five assignments. And I came back and like, Oh my God, Buck, I shot five assignments today. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so that's like, Tuesday, oh. kid. That's <laughs> like, Tuesday. <laughs> oh, oh, is that how it is? Okay. <laughs> um, and it was awesome. They gave me, I, I can't, they, they threw me some really good bones. Um, I can't remember vividly. I think one of them was like taking, this was either my internship or it was early when I got back to the, the Tribune, but um, they put me on a train down to Burbank, which was amazing and beautiful. And then I hopped on a B-17 and flew back to the slow airport. And that was really cool. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. That like must taking, have been surreal. It was insane. Like sit, I got to sit up in the, the bombardier. Yeah. A uh, little thing in the nose cone surrounded by windows. And oh man, it was unreal for such a young person. So they gave me some things like that, uh, that were just like really like exhilarating, exciting things. Um, they also, yeah, they just did a great job of coaching me. And Joe Kita, who's the publisher for the Fresno Bee now, um, he near the end of my internship um, was like, "Hey, you got a job yet?" I'm like, "No, I don't have a job yet." He's like, "All right, dude, come in next week. Don't tell anybody." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I kept coming in for a few weeks, and we got it extended. And I, man, I don't know. I was really um, way overconfident and, <laughs> and way off way too naively optimistic that it was all gonna work out all the photographers were like hey man like i'm like i think you know maybe i can get a job here and they're just like look dude like it's not gonna happen and there's like you've got to start like getting out there you gotta start looking and um i'm like ah it's totally gonna work out <laughs> i got this <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it's embarrassing now i don't know what i was thinking they're just like you're it's never gonna happen here and um and it didn't happen there but in santa maria just, you know, a half an hour south, um, I think Dave Milkamp's like, hey, uh, one of the photographers down there, Matt Liddy, is going to leave. You should apply. And um, he and I think maybe Buck put in a good word for me, and I also, you know, I applied and uh, ended up getting 
um, after my internship, my first staff job down there in Santa Maria. Which, for people to understand, that's not that far away. No, it was like... What's that, 20 miles, 25 miles? From slow, it's probably like a 40-minute drive. Okay. 20 minutes south, yeah. Yeah, nice little cruise on the 101. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a bad pull for you to get something where you literally don't have to, like, move across country. Unbelievable. I didn't have, yeah, I didn't have to move. It was the close, the next closest paper, the next closest daily paper. Jesus. And so I got on full-time staff job making 36 cents more than I was at the school newspaper. Ooh, big man. 36 cents more an hour. Yeah. Really moving up in the world. Yes. Feel that, buddy. All the, all the cash rolling in. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what was that? experience then i mean because i'm sure you were familiar with santa maria but now you're you're out of your college element you're done you got a job are you head over like i'll do whatever you guys want oh totally yeah i mean it was just like yeah i i'm in it i did it (laughs) you know i've kind of this was the start um i got a staff job um and i got it on the central coast i was stoked i um yeah, I was thrilled. And, um, you know, I was ready to work with reporters and do projects and go after, um, some really like long-term projects or big story, like breaking news fire. You know, I was ready for all of it. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, and I did, I got a lot of, yeah, like breaking news experience. Um, a lot of, you know, eight, I think there were not a lot. There was definitely like one or two days, eight assignment days where I was just grinding. The breaking news stuff is where I believe it's the most hardest stuff to learn in college. Cause you're not like, you don't got a radio. Someone's not telling you to go out, cover that fire, this and that, like that doesn't really happen on the campus life. But, right. But when you're at your first couple of early jobs, that stuff just rides a one that's big if larry's liquor store is burning down on main street you know that's on a one. Oh yeah and you know and it's a at a lot of small papers i don't know what what your path was if it if you, this sounds familiar but you know the san Maria times was a small paper and um for and we have fires here we have wildfires and yeah. so uh wildfire joe go okay like what do I what do I do? <laughs> just just go, you'll figure it out. Don't you burn. Don't, don't burn. Like uh, I think I think they did. I think the other photographer. Oh, you know what? It, Matt Lady was actually the other photographer. He's not the one that quit. There was another photographer. He, he was my coworker, and he kind of gave me like, here's your Nomax. Here's like a helmet. Here's a fire shelter, and you know, just be smart. And like I really had zero zero training and i just went out and you just meet the the fire guys the pios if you're lucky or Mm -hmm. the firefighters and they kind of get you up to speed pretty quick on how not to die um and it was yeah just literally in the fire learning that stuff isn't that bonkers to think that way like it's just like they just send you out and you go for it yeah totally totally i mean i was there wouldn't be a reporter. There wouldn't no, just hey, there's a fire joke go, and you just yeah, yeah. We had a scanner, so you kind of figure out where to go. But yeah, no idea, no idea, and just 
learning it on the fly. Oh, Jesus. Good days. Yeah. Um, was, was that like, was not terrifying, but was it like an adrenaline rush to have those kind of adventures early on being young and just, you know, eager? Oh yeah. I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm a really like mellow, like relaxed, like easygoing guy. I could just sit and read a book for like two days straight and be like totally content. But, um, there's something that I just really like maybe from skateboarding, snowboarding. Um, I like that stuff. I get excited about running up to those, those things. It's super fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there is something about the adrenaline rush of trying to make a beautiful photo, which is weird to say, but fire can be very beautiful photo of that. And there's a bit of danger involved, not a bit. There could be a lot depending on if it turns on you. Yeah. And, and I, I, uh, hundred percent. I think in another thing that I realized in that was how focused and calm I was in those situations. And I, I really enjoyed that experience of being in very intense situations, uh, where you had to be very aware of your surroundings and also very, uh, focused on your photography and, um, and how kind of peaceful that made me you know, cause you, you really do have to find, um, a, a peaceful place to be able to do your job well in those situations. Yeah, absolutely. Because it could turn on you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did you last at Santa Maria? Just like less than a couple of years, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a year and a half there. And then um, you made a, you made a giant move, like a really big long distance move. No, no, no. What do you do? Oh, you're, I'm like, really? uh, oh, you got the wrong information. Um, what Wait kind of podcast? What kind of podcast is this? Uh, <laughs> no, I've yeah, I moved uh, 40 miles north to the Caribbean. <laughs> wow, that must have been yeah, a long, long, tough decision to make. Yeah, no, I was stoked to get back to the Tribune. I miss those guys. We're, we're obviously, I mean, you're still living near town. Like, were you guys keeping in touch? Oh, yeah. So I, they had an opening buck uh, left for some reason. And, um, and I applied and I didn't get the job because my portfolio wasn't great. Um, but I got to show them that portfolio. They hired somebody else. Um, he was a kind of a wild, loose cannon guy. And they ended up letting him go maybe like six to eight months later. And so they had another opening, which is incredible. So I applied again. And in that period, like that six to eight months period, my portfolio was completely different. And what did you do to change it? I just worked every day at the, at Santa Maria. I was just out there working hard every single day and developing and doing research, you know, looking in any chance I got the, the internet was really taken off at that time. Right. <laughs> well, it so was. Had, People have to understand, like, late 90s, early 2000s, it was still a very vast thing. Like, you had to go dig for stuff. Yeah, but the, the NPPA, National Press Photography right. Association, I, I was a member, and they had a listing of, like, as a photographer, you could put your um, website on there. Mm -hmm. And so I'd go in there, and I would look at people's websites and just soak up. And if it was a 
website with photography that I didn't like, I would just oh, close it and keep going until I found a photographer whose photography, photojournalism, I really liked. And I would just try to soak that in. So I did that a lot. And then I tried to take those things that I soaked up and learned and, and implement those things in Santa Maria at that paper. And so I, I did that. I also took on a project. We had a, um, a fire academy at Hancock at the um, community college down there. And I got to follow a class from the first day all the way through graduation. Um, That's a good photo story. Yeah. Super good photo story. It was great. And um, so I had like a really solid photo story at the end of it. Um, And I would like check in, I think at least once a week with that fire academy. I got to go in like a burn house. I got to climb up on like a fire ladder to like the platform. And which is terrifying and like shoot down as like firefighters. I would be like at the top of the platform and then the fire Academy, um, uh, students would like climb up, you know, with all their gear up the ladder oh. and I would get to shoot down at them. I, they gave me amazing access. It was awesome. And so I did that whole story, which was a really good story that I got to put in my portfolio, um, and show the tribute. And, um, so at that time they ended up hiring Buck, applied for his old job back. So of course they gave it to him, but they were impressed with my portfolio. Um, and so a few months later, a part-time, a 30 hour position opened at the Tribune. And so they asked me to come back and, and do that. Wow. That's a big jump, right? To leave like a little place like Santa Maria that's giving you, you know, a full, full time job to go to a place that you love. That's only giving you 30. So you got to start doing the numbers and going, okay, can I, can I do this? Oh, I could totally do that. I made more money making 30 or working 30 hours. at yeah. the Tribune. So the money like totally penciled out. And then I knew that the opportunities would be there. And, um, and Buck ended up leaving probably within a year he left to go do something else. And so a full-time position opened up, that was in 2000. And so then I, they slid in. you over. I, they slid me over to a full-time position. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and you only stayed for almost 20 years. What the hell? Yeah. It was just a flash in the pan. Uh, <laughs> did that go, did that go as fast as saying 19 years went fast? I mean, it was, yeah, I can't believe, it. I cannot believe that I was there. Um, yeah. I mean, it was 20 years. Right. I mean, because that's where I start to meet you. You're, you know, you would come down occasionally for the Big West basketball yep. tournament, or I would go up to Cal Poly for football. Yep. And it, you know, I would always think because sometimes the guys from Santa Barbara would come, Alan, you guys from Pacific, and you would you'd see them for a year or two, but then they'd move on. They go to another job at Billings, Montana, or Salt Lake City, or right. But yeah. like, oh, Joe's still there. Joe's, Joe's still, still there. Joe's Joe. still there. God love him. Joe's still there. Yeah. I mean, uh, did, that was kind of how it was at that paper. Buck was there for 25 years. Dave Middlecamp is still there. And he was there like long before I started my 20 years. Yeah. Um, so it's just that kind of paper. It's such a, um, it's a beautiful place to live and work here. And if you get a job like that where you're, doing something you love and you're able to kind of squeak out of life. It is, it is not a well-paying gig, but, um, I was able to squeak out like a modest life here. Um, and I'm a surfer and you know, that also actually probably killed a lot 
of career opportunities. Yeah, you're like, uh, Salt Lake, I'm not going. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Lawrence, but, Kansas, nah, not happening. Yeah. <laughs> so between those two things, just, you know, I had a good paper that I, with the staff that I loved in a place that I loved and picking up surfing and being really uh, obsessed with that, it was, yeah, it was just a really good place to spend a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you're gonna get stuck in a place for 20 years, and I don't say getting stuck like it was getting stuck, that's a great place to be. Yeah, totally. Holy Christ, was there a couple of things over those you know 19 years that you look back now and go, man, I am so lucky I got to do that then, where you might not have had those opportunities to make those stories in you know Iowa or Kansas. Oh. I'm yeah there's like countless um I think probably the the biggest coolest thing that we did that is really unique to this area I um I had gone on eBay and I was looking for a kayak and I found this like cool kayak wood kayak that I bought for like 500 bucks and I was like oh this is I want to like get into kayaking and then I got into kayaking and I, I'm like how can I get paid to do something uh, kayaking in the coast, in the ocean. And so I found this story that the San Francisco Chronicle did. They um, had a sports rider and he kayaked from the Oregon border into the San Francisco Bay. And they had dispatches and wrote stories every day and did like a whole amazing piece on it. I was like, oh, I want to do that for Slow County. And uh, we, I got our sports rider, Brian, and his friend, Bo, who was a kayak tour guide in Morro Bay. And, um, and me and we like pitched the story and they green gave it the green light and we kayaked for six days from the um from Ragged Point, basically the Monterey County, San Luis Obispo County line, just a little south of it. <laughs> we launched there and then we spent six days traveling all the way to the Santa Maria River mouth, which is the county line with Santa Barbara. And we sent dispatches in every day and then at the end of it we did like a big old one or two day um piece on it in the paper. And it was awesome. It was so much fun. And people were into it and they were following like that journey every really? day. Yeah. And we, we would go, I mean, we docked in Morro Bay to camp in the campground there. And we went to go grab lunch and people were like, oh man, did you see like there's this group of guys like kayaking the coast? And, we're, and we overheard people like talking about it. And it kind of just captured, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was like 2007, somewhere around there. People were just like kind of captivated by that that story and like our little dispatches and everything. And even a couple of years after we did that story, they're like, Oh, were you, did you do that kayak trip thing? Now, and how did I'm, you, how did you prep for that? Knowing that you're going to be kayaking, you've got to take gear, you've got to shoot, you want to stay dry. Obviously by that time you're probably shooting digital, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We were digital. So uh, we had, we were all surfers. So we were all really comfortable in the ocean and in reasonable shape. And we just did our research, went online. We called the um, Harbor Patrol and told them what we wanted to do and got the lowdown from them on um, just, you know, safety stuff, just all the ins and out gear we should carry and all that kind of stuff. And then we reached out to a local um, rental because we wanted to do sit on top. Okay. Packs instead of the sit in, inside, it was just safer. And we just would wear wetsuits. What makes out. it safer? Just like if you tip over. You can just fall out. Like if you're okay. in a sit inside a uh, kayak, you have like a skirt yes. that kind of like locks in. And if you roll over, you have to do, know how to do like an Eskimo roll and right yourself or like grab that skirt and rip it off so you can bail out of mm-hmm. your kayak. Um, it's it, it just made more sense to kind of do the sit on tops for us. 
Yeah, that, and ma- that makes it a little more challenging. It was a little more challenging. It wasn't. It wasn't probably as ocean friendly as like a proper sit inside like long touring kayak, but it wasn't terrible. We were young enough where we could kind of like take the beating a little bit. I guess. <laughs> Uh, you know, early thirties at that time, I think. Sure. What's a beating at 30? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then we just, we had like waterproof stuff, bags and containers. I had a waterproof bag, which ended up not being waterproof enough. And I got, <laughs> oh, shit. I, yeah, the second day we were landing at the beach on Morrow strand. And I, we were like, we had people on the beach. We were lining up our landing and a set came through and Brian like paddled out, Bo paddled out. They both made it over the set wave and I got flipped upside down trying to paddle out upside down and like flipped over onto my head, landed up, crashed upside down, smashed, broke my paddle in half. Oh boy. Um, broke like a, at that time, a Canon one D I think, which is, was not a cheap camera. Oh boy. And, uh, yeah. So that was kind of a disaster. That was our second day. That was rough. But, they got me, I think, an old Nikon D1H from the closet, dusted it off. <laughs> and they're like, we don't care what happens to this camera. Just get some photos. Yeah, good luck, Joe. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. That was really fun. Those are always great little projects, right? And that's what makes the experience at, you know, a small town paper. What was the circulation back then? Uh, what was the biggest set when you were there for those 19 years? I think 40,000, somewhere around there. Yeah, but see, that's great because you knew, you must have known just about everybody in town. Like, it was, yeah. You knew every crack and crevice of little bars and great light and surf spots and hillside campsites. It just must have been perfect. I knew everything. It's incredible. And this is like a really, when I thought about moving to like a bigger paper like Ventura or going down to Southern California. The one thing that I, the first thing that came to mind was driving because you drive so much as a daily newspaper driver and driving around here was so much fun and it was just beautiful and I loved it and I just would think about having to drive in Southern California right <laughs> to all these different stuff I'm like oh my gosh I don't know if I could do it I'm just <laughs> so spoiled up here sorry I mean it was yeah it was really beautiful and I knew I know all yeah I know all the backgrounds you I could just hop in my car and just take all these backgrounds still to this day when friends come and visit i'll just throw them in the car and just kind of drive around and kind of be play tour guide and just riff off of all the the things that are around here was there ever a chance or something ever pop up in those 19 years of opportunity elsewhere um you know by the time you really need and back me up on this if, or correct me if I'm wrong, like probably five to 10 years before you really make a, a big jump, usually typically. Yeah, at that, um, at that spot, yeah. Um, or at least that time in newspapers, early 2000s. So by the 2005 to like maybe early to like six, seven, um, by the time I was really like ready to, to maybe look at moving to a big paper, um, newspapers kind of took a turn and like there were layoffs happening and it started like job opportunities started to kind of dry up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not like a top tier photographer. So I was kind of, you know, I like the jobs that I felt like I would have had a good chance at getting to those, just those positions started drying up. Yeah. So that's what happens is the economy kind of makes your decision for you. Yeah. 
And so, and I kind of thought like if I got one of those positions that I'd be the first guy to get let go. Whereas, you know, I had some seniority here at the, the newspaper and I had a pretty, you know, reasonable thing going in a lot of ways, a good life. And so every time I kind of, and I did, I applied at the Ventura County star and, um, I didn't hear anything back, didn't hear anything back for a month, like at least a couple of months. And then they finally responded that they had froze that position. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to make the best out of this position. And I, it was nice. Honestly, it was kind of nice. Cause I stopped focusing on, um, moving my career forward and just focused on enjoying the photography that I got to do. And it helped me make better photos to, to just turn myself into, you know, instead of kind of career oriented, just photo right. oriented. I'll be yeah. the best photographer here. Damn it. Kind of thing. No. Yeah. Not even that. Just like, you know what? I don't have to like make award-winning photos and put that kind of pressure. I would show up and into <laughs> something that just didn't have like great photo potential and really push myself to try and make a great photo. Um, and that would make it harder for me to make a good photo. Whereas just showing up to something and being um, really open and be like, you know, it doesn't. And actually, like, I'm not going to get in any trouble if I come back with a mediocre photo. I'm not trying to, like, build a great portfolio. I can just be here and be open to kind of whatever kind of happens. And it actually helped me take better photos because I was open. I was just more open to seeing things new and um, and not having – that kind of pressure, putting that pressure on myself. That's always nice. That is yeah. always nice. I mean, for you to understand, like, I will make the best photos here instead of kind of chasing all of those jobs. It's a, it's a tough decision to make. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's the right decision, right? Yeah. Because you loved where you were at. You totally. would have been miserable if you went to somewhere in Iowa. Oh, for sure. Right. Even if they paid you 20 grand more and you're in Iowa and your staff's twice the size and now you're covering like Hawkeye football or whatever. But if you're not happy, your images will show it. It just it doesn't work. Yeah, totally. No, it was so much fun. I. Yeah, it was great. I just it was such. Uh, how long were you a newspaper photographer for? For, you know, the first 12 years of my career. Oh, you're kidding. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. It's fun, man. I mean, it is just no. incredible. Like La, you, I, yeah, La Habra Star, Fullerton Tribune, Register. Like it was, it was absolutely the greatest time of my life. I would go, and you know, I would have a week, and at the end of the week, I would just be like, I, like I will do nothing this weekend because <laughs> I've had like the most fun and most adventurous week. Um, like I'm just gonna chill this weekend, and it's gonna be great and my weeks were more exciting and fun than my weekends a lot of times uh i mean just people just open doors you just have access you have opportunities uh, you know flying around and up in helicopters blimps going we have hearst castle here getting like behind the scenes tours of like hearst castle um go, uh, it's just crazy it's just oh, insane and the people you get to meet are just fascinating and uh, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It was so great. I feel so lucky to have got to do that for as long as I did. No, it, absolutely. People have no clue how, how a news, those, especially then, right? Yeah. Like how much 
fun it was. Like I look back at it, like, you know, some we'll talk about the old times, or whatever. And <laughs> you know, my I was at the register at a time where the guys and the women were all starting to have kids, so they didn't want the night shift. So I got the night shift because I'm the new guy. So I ended up. That was like it was Shaq and Kobe's first year together in '97. Oh my god! I ended up doing 42, 41 game homestand, and I did thirty eight of the forty one games oh in the class because they nobody wanted to do the Laker games because it was at night and they'd all done it, whatever, not a big deal. Yeah. So like I would have weekends where it's like I got a Laker game on a Friday, an SC game on Sunday. A Laker game on uh, or Sunday, and it was just like it was constantly something all the time. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god! Oh, you no one wants to do the U.S. Open because you've all done it. Okay, <laughs> I'll go do it. Whatever. All right. You know, it's just it was the best yeah. time. It was absolutely awesome. spoiled. Yeah, yeah. You're doing big time stuff. I'm doing like community stuff, but still, it was. But it was I mean, big it was time awesome. for you there. Yeah. Oh, like, for sure. I mean, we got some stuff. We got like the tour of California, and you know the the two other photographers, Jason and Dave, that I was working with. They had both been there longer than me, so yeah, it was kind of the same thing. They're like, "Oh, you want it? Yeah, it's all you. Do whatever you want." Like, I would pretty, you know, if it was some, I, a lot of those things I got to go and do. They just had already done them. Yeah. No. I. I so I had. I had assisted the SI guys in the early nineties. So I had had this like idea of what, when I started shooting, what I wanted it to be. So I'm at the little teeny Fullerton Tribune and their coach has a heart attack. The assistant coach quits. So they move like the third assistant coach up in a week becomes the head coach. And he now is like the youngest community college basketball coach in like California history, he's like 24 years old. Wow. So I, they send me out to go cover it and I'm just like, well, I'm going to treat it like I'm working for SI. And I just said, Hey, can I do it behind the scenes? Can I do this? Can I do that? And they were like, sure, <laughs> whatever. I'm in the locker room. I'm in the coach's office. I asked all the stuff and like they, I just treated every moment. Like it was big time, even though it was a little Fullerton paper that, God, I think the circulation was, I don't know, 5,000 at best. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. it was little. But, yeah, those those are the times. It's just that people have no idea how good it was. Absolutely how good it was. Yeah. No, it was great. And, and I, yeah, I mean, I approach small assignments like that, too. It's, I don't know. I, I Everybody's story felt important, and I wanted to give it the proper treatment if, if I could. I, you know, if I could find a good photo there, I wanted to find it. And yeah, I think. And that's kind of the reason why I wanted to have you on because you're this like absolute, like local, small town, wonderful photographer that absolutely must have had a four leaf clover fall into your pocket because you never had to leave paradise. Like you get to, after, you know, 19 years at August of. 2017 or 2019 right you get uh, to go to work at this place you went to school at yeah april april 2000 april okay yeah, 19 april. yeah three years ago jesus how i mean so when that hat when when it's when, when's the first time you hear whispers that cal Poly needs a photographer so well <laughs> this is funny uh so there's a few ex-tribune people that work at cal Poly that have made the jump as the newspapers kind of become 
smaller and smaller. Um, a few of those people have found a second chapter over at Cal Poly. And so I knew a few people and, um, uh, somebody in communications, I kept on like, Hey, Hey Matt, like any chance you're, there's a photo job here at Cal Poly? Cause, um, the paper was getting rough. We, we, yeah, uh, we don't need to get into all the details, but you know, they piled us, we were doing video mm-hmm. on top of stills and my job had like increased, you know, it really turned into like two and a half full-time jobs and, um, the stuff we were covering, we didn't have a sports desk anymore. So we didn't even have like a sports section. Um, so a lot of stuff had changed and the things we were covering, it was, it was just getting tougher and tougher. Um, and so, yeah, I really was like, what am I going to do? What is my next chapter? And it was, um, I was really worried that I would have to find like maybe another career. I have, I'm not like a good business person. I don't think I don't kind of have that. So kind of breaking out on my own and making a life as a freelancer, Right. Um, in a small town. Sure. In a small town. Didn't didn't seem really easy. Weddings wasn't really something I wanted to dive into. It, so I was like, man, am I going to have to like go back to school or change careers or, or what? It was getting um, to that point where I really, you know, middle-aged and in my 40s and had to figure something out. So I, every time I'd be on Cal Poly shooting something, I'd see Matt, Matt, you guys ever going to hire a photographer? <laughs> and he's like, man, they're like talking about it. Oh, if I ever hear anything, let you know. So that went on for about five years. Finally, um, yeah, in 2019, he's like, hey, man, uh, they just posted a job. Sorry, I, I'm a couple weeks late, but yeah, here's the job posting. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. So it was into that mode, put together a portfolio and do all that stuff. And yeah. And I ended up getting an interview and, and getting it. So, I mean, were you thinking, though, at that, that time, like, was it, did you really think, okay, it's just a safety net? Oh, my God, I can use this? Or was there actually appeal? Like, I can actually make something of this. I didn't, I didn't know. So I was really lucky. There's a, look, there's a local photographer who I'm friends with, a freelancer, Brittany App, and she had been doing a ton of photography for Cal Poly and for my team that I now work at. And so I called her and said, give me the download. Like, what am I applying for? What is this job like? Who are these people? Who are these, who are these folks? Uh, yeah. What are they like? You know, is this, should I apply for this? Is, is, is this a good place? And she, um, you know, they wanted to hire her, but she had so much um, happening for her with her freelance gigs that she was really loving that. Um, she's like, you're going to love it, man. It's perfect. Like, it's a great team. It's great people. You're going to, like, your skills are going to translate really well. Like, go for it. And so um, I didn't really know what to expect um, until I got there. And, and now, as you're finding out, it all the skills that we learned as a photojournalist translate incredibly well to being a university photographer. Yeah, I mean, so when they offer you the job, are you just thinking, like, um, I'm going to make, you know, or what were you thinking? Like, so you get the job, I mean, because it's not, it's not newspapers. Right. You don't um, have deadlines of like, you know, 845. <laughs> um, I was, I, yeah, there was a lot to kind of get up to speed on. So uh, my first real story was for Cal Poly Magazine. So we, my team puts out, the Cal Poly Magazine, and my first story was to go up to Paradise. Uh, we had a group, a class of architecture students 
that were working with the town of Paradise after the fire burned down the town. And they were uh, kind of coming up with some potential designs and things that may they may be able to incorporate as they rebuild that town. And so I went up there for this um, cover story that we were working on. And one of the events that the architecture um, class went to was at Chico State. And I ran into, super lucky, uh, Jason Haley, who is the university photographer for Chico and worked for the, I believe it's the Chico Enterprise, Mm -hmm. um, before he made his jump to Chico. And I'm like, dude, like, give me, like, like, I just literally started like a week, week and a half ago or something. I'm like, and I was kind of freaking out a little because I had done the same job for 20 years and (laughs) I could do it with my eyes closed. And, you know, I just knew everything about that job. And now I was in like a different um, culture and a different place. And I mean, it's, you know, just a couple miles away from my old job. So it sounds silly to be like, this is a whole new thing, but it felt like it to me. And so I was a little bit of like, Oh my gosh, like, how do you like it? And he's like, it's great, man. You're going to love it. And he really, um, especially being a former photojournalist is like, call me. I'll like, we can chat. I'll give you like some tips or answering your questions or anything. Um, and you should, the first thing he said was like, join UPAA, University mm-hmm. Photographers Association of America, and get in there, get on the Facebook page, read their website, the blogs, and like it'll help get you up to speed on kind of what this job's like. And it turns out that like so many university photographers in that organization used to be newspaper photographers. Yeah. Yeah. So that all that helped give me the confidence that like, oh, okay. This is this is going to be like a, a good transition. <laughs> it's so. What was what was something you you tried to transform in from your newspaper career into the university? Was it things like how they archived or did they archive a system gear? Yeah. Like all of a sudden you don't need a four hundred two eight. Like what was that massive swing of things that you needed to change? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, there's, there's a little bit of each of those organizing. So we have like a photo library. And so like how I organize that is like very similar to how we organize all of our photos at the newspaper. Um, so, you know, all the, the backups, all the um, data asset management things, the way that you do file names or the way that you're writing captions and doing keywords, all that stuff. Um, translate. So yeah, got in there, like started whipping that into shape. They had actually done like a really pretty good job in our photo library with, um, Brittany's photos, like I mentioned, shot a lot. So, um, they had already had a pretty reasonable, um, foundation. And so I just came in and kind of whip it, whipped it into a more polished state. And, um, but the groundwork, thank goodness was kind of already there. I didn't have to like correct any mistakes really i could kind of just optimize and fine tune things Um, so that was great and then equipment was like okay you know let's get the the trinity going 16 to 35 24 to 70 70 now what did they have things in place for you or did you have to have them purchase (laughs) yeah i had no i had to have them purchase and it was oh man it was all whirlwind like they needed me in there to shoot open house while i was still working at the newspaper (laughs) <laughs> so I was like working both jobs a little bit overlapping and um, I may have used a little bit of 
tribune equipment for a couple of cowboy fans. Man's got to make uh, it work. Was, yeah. I mean, you kind of make it work. But um, everybody, everybody's friendly enough. So. so you're, like, this is 19. Are you deciding, like, oh, I'm going to go Canon, Nikon, Sony hadn't made that play yet? Like, where were you thinking now if you can, you're starting from scratch, what are you going to go with? Yeah, exactly. That was a, yeah, I was like, do I go with Sony mirrorless? Like, it's, people love that system. I've heard so many good things. And But that's three um, years ago, right? So, right. you know, that's not today where it's perfect. Right. So I was, I was really, I looked really hard at that. Um, asked some friends who had shot with that, what they, I had a friend that interned at Chris uh, Burkhart's studio, mm-hmm. which is local, and he shoots with Sony. And so I was asking him about his experience with the Sony files. And um, and he was a Canon shooter, so he kind of knew both. And Nikon, I nothing against Nikon. We shot some Nikon at the Tribune, and I just didn't connect with that system. It's it's a great system if you, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I just connected more with Canon. Um, mm-hmm. but I was entertaining Sony. Um, but then just through some conversations and stuff, I decided to stick with Canon. So stick with what I knew. And our video guy, um, who's really incredible at Cal Poly was Canon. He has a, they had some Canon lenses and everything. So it just made sense. Made right. sense to stick with Canon. And then as we were able to get an R5 last year and some and go mirrorless and, do that whole route so it worked out great because yeah. I, I love that r5 it's great and then they were able to give me some lights you know i was really running around at the newspaper doing um just pocket strips with rate uh with pocket wizards right for off-camera lighting and i mean just really not you know making do with just a minimal kind of setup and so i was able to get like um some good lights some um, wireless battery powered like 250 watt and a 500 watt two 250 watt and one 500 watt lights which was awesome which is just great and we have light stands and light modifiers and everything and we have a golf cart this is one of the best things (laughs) (laughs) this is one of the best things i swear okay we have a golf cart with like a little all right hold on hold on all the things you can get (laughs) and your your biggest giggle and laugh is a golf cart I'm telling you, that's awesome. It's got like a you could have said a 26 year old supermodel who wants to be an intern, but no golf cart. No. I'm telling you, man, on at the university level, the golf cart is a game changer. <laughs> and yeah, so being able to load up all your gear and like we have C stands now, so like throwing C stands in there and sandbags and all that stuff. Yeah, be able to rip around on the uh, the golf cart is <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> no. I'm old, man. The golf cart makes the difference. No, especially if you got to get from point A to point B quick. Yeah, and we got like a hilly kind of some hills here, and it's kind of a big campus in some ways. So yeah, golf cart, man. I'm telling you. Oh my god, um, was that kind of frightening starting from scratch and not sure? Not you know, it's one thing when you're at a newspaper, like you go, here you go, here you go, here you go. Or there's hand me downs, but starting from scratch, was there a little like, oh god, don't screw this up, make the wrong decision. No, I knew exactly what I needed. Okay. Now I, you know, I had, had a kit at the Tribune that I was pretty dialed in with, and so I knew it was going to be a re- very similar to that. And only recently have I added to that with a couple primes. Like we didn't really have 
the budget to kind of mix stuff up at the Tribune. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, 16 to 35, 24 to 70, 70 to 200, 300 to 8, 400 to 8. Um, I think maybe we had a macro lens or something. Um, just kind of what we needed and nothing really more. So now I've been able to get like a 24, 1.4 prime and an 85, 1.2 prime, which has been really great. So, but I knew I needed to start it start with kind of the basic kit that I'd been working with at the, the Tribune. And then I was, able, like I said, able to get an upgraded lighting system, which was is just like a total game changer. Wow. I mean, that, that was actually, I called Jason at Chico and I'm like, hey, like I got to buy some lights. Like what should I buy? And he walked me through and gave me some great tips. And that was kind of the one question mark that maybe I was a little nervous about, but he gave me some really solid advice on that. And uh, yeah, so that help me with that yeah i i, I wasn't i was excited i love getting new equipment. you know how it is sure it's, it's christmas in in june or whatever it is when all the boxes show up and you're like oh yes this is gonna um, be so much fun it's so much fun so yeah getting like a proper kit going was really um important and yeah yeah it's good so was okay so what were you thinking archive wise was it were you at photo shelter at that point or is that something you implemented <laughs> Yeah, again, my, my team had made, I, in my opinion, made the right choice with Photo Shelter. It just kind of ticks all the boxes um, that I would want, you know, in a way to like store and share images across the campus. Um, so it was already there. And so I just added to it. I got on the phone with their customer services great. I got on the phone with them and they helped me um, add like a bunch of emails to it and gave me some tips on how to like organize all the galleries and collections and all those things. And, um, yeah, they, they, thank goodness went that route already. And then I just came in there and kind of pushed it into prime time. Right. So walk me through what's like a, a typical week for a university photographer at what's Cal Poly 25,000. What's the size? Yeah, of I think so. Yeah. Between 20 and 25, somewhere right in there. Okay. I think close, maybe closer to 25. Um, I mean, it's, it's of course very seasonal, you know, you have, it's very much like fall, winter, spring are two totally different seasons. And so, um, and so people know, like when you're the university photographer, you're not the athletic department photographer, right. you, you work for the university. Right. So I, my title is university photographer, but I work in the university marketing department. So mm-hmm. I'm really focused on getting fulfilling the market university marketing needs that's my very first priority and we produce a few things we produce cal poly magazine so that's a big part of um the stuff that i do we uh, put out cal poly news we have like a, a news website um where we're putting stories with photos so that is our things i'm working on we um just kind of need to produce so again, like Cal Poly is known for its learn by doing. So that's a big, big uh, focus of my photography is to capture learn by doing in action happening in Cal Poly and across all the colleges. So I'm always looking for those opportunities. Some people are kind of reaching out to me too okay. uh, to come and photograph those things. So I'm always trying to um, keep a steady stream of those things um, so that I can put those in photo shelter and kind of keep those fresh and updated because those images get used a lot across the whole university for all kinds of things, for all kinds of uh, websites and newsletters and department magazines. 
Right. I mean, that's the thing. There's a lot of beasts you're feeding on campus. I think people forget or don't realize that there's, you know, you've got a lot of different divisions and needs and I'm sure you're doing faculty headshots and magazine stuff. And so you're getting pulled in multiple directions. I mean, it's not like you just sit around with the university president or chancellor and hang out with him and have tea and just make pretty pictures. Like you're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that was another really wonderful skill from newspaper that translated well to coming over to the the university was like making those connections. Right. So you meet people out in the community as a newspaper photographer and you kind of chat them up and sometimes you find really great stories, you know, just from a conversation. Um, so I would just chat up professors, chat up students, chat up everyone. I would find these kind of great stories. And so I would make connections across the campus and, um, each, in addition to that kind of thing, each college, so we have six colleges, College of Ag, Liberal Arts, Science and Math, Architecture, Engineering, um, I think that's all of them, um, <laughs> maybe miss one. It's all right. <laughs> but each, each one of those colleges has like a, um, a little marketing department, and mm-hmm. we, we call them communicators. And so I'm in contact with them. Also, sometimes they have stories that they're working on for their needs. And so they'll reach out to help me um, or to have me help them capture some photos for what they're working on. Or maybe there's just something cool. They don't really have like a story or something, or they're just like, Oh, there's this cool thing happening. We just want to let you know about it. And so I'll go and chase after that and grab some images or it's really great. Now it's starting to where I've connected with professors. Um, and some of the professors will just reach out to me directly. Like, Hey, I'm going to do, we have, um, a botany professor Nishi, who's really great and he really involved with the students and the, the campus community and does all these really interesting things. And he's really great at like, Hey, I'm going to, there's like these little, um, tabs. Have you heard about these? You can like, you chew them and they like change your taste buds and it turns sour, um, things into sweet, the flavor. So you could like suck on like a lemon and it tastes like lemonade. And so he was kind of doing this with like a class of students saying like, Hey, I'm going to do this cool thing with students. You guys should come check it out. So things like that. We'll just pop up. Um, they'll reach out to us. That's um, cool. So, but like cultivating, just like in newspaper, like kind of cultivating those relationships is really important. It right. Has led to not just like, like with professors and students, but the communicators has led to a lot of great photo opportunities. Do you have to quote unquote feed the beast every day, social media wise, either something for Instagram or Twitter or Facebook? It's not directly. So we have a social media director that's kind of in, in our department. I'm part of the communications and marketing as like a division. And then like in our department is marketing. Um, but in the uh, kind of bigger group I work with, we have a social media person. But she will like look. So I that's another reason why I try to post things to Photo Shelter frequently. Okay. is because I know people are going to go in there looking for fresh stuff. So I'm not directly um, taking a photo and putting it on Instagram, but I am trying to like give them options. Like, right. Fresh are, you, options. are you cognizant about that every day when you're walking around going, Oh, if I, if I shot this at four in the morning, the light would look really nice as it comes <laughs> over. And then they would like that for social media. Uh, no, not, not really. I just know that if I, I just look for, yeah, I just try and chase after things that are, have good photo potential. Okay. Um, and, and I know that those will find a home. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, um, 
it's funny how all the all the universities, I was going to say the Cal State universities, but all of them treat everything a little bit different. And some are very, you know, photo of the day and as we used to call wild art, you know, for social right. media. And so everybody's got a little bit of a different uh, angle on the way they approach it. I know Cal Poly Pomona, their, their guy's been there a while and he's like that. He's always trying to find interesting art every day. Our social media person, Jessica, is really great. She has a good eye, and so she'll go out and grab stuff herself. If it's if there's like kind of a social media post that she's looking for, um, she'll go and grab some photos herself to go with it. That's good. Thanks which a is, lot. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome, which is really great. Yeah, makes your life a little easier. Totally. What has been maybe something you were a little like absolutely surprised. You had no idea like that was going to be a part of the job or it was like completely like, you know, slapped to the forehead. Like what really? Oh man. I don't have anything. Um, I, I think the thing that I, I've just been really struck by is being at a newspaper for so long. Um, you're kind of used to, um, you get a lot of feedback, positive and negative <laughs> from the stories that you write or produce, you know, in news, like, um, and you also cover like, you know, you cover good news and bad news. And the thing that I've just been so, uh, that I've really just enjoyed so much working at university is like, we're, you're there to celebrate people and celebrate stories and showcase all these cool things that are happening. And people have been so grateful and appreciative of the photography a lot of times and I get to, um, it's amazing. Like I, people say, Hey, can, there's this thing, can you come in and I don't know if you have the time, but can you come and shoot? I'm like, yeah, I'll come and shoot. And I'll go shoot. And I'll be like, yeah, here's the photos. They'll be like, well, Oh, oh really? okay, cool. Thanks. And like, I don't have to charge them any money. There's no, like, it's just like, Hey, can you, you know, I just get to go out and do something I love over and over again day after day produce like photos that hopefully I'm happy with and, and just give them away to people that uh, find value and really seemingly enjoy those photos. So it's this really wonderful kind of dynamic that I didn't expect. That is really nice. Yeah. That it's is, really, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Have you gotten to the point where, uh, like you're you're recognizable on campus. Like, oh, hey, Joe, the university guy. Hey, Joe, the university guy. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. There's definitely like some folks I run into. Yeah, for sure. The president. Hey, Joe. I'm like, what's what's up, President Armstrong? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got like a secret handshake between president no. and university photographer. <laughs> oh, not yet, not yet. You know. Is that year five when you get the pl you get your pin for your exactly. five years? Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> that is unbelievable. It is so great to like for you to have gone there, stayed within that area, and then you're back and and you're at a place you actually truly love in a beautiful town. Yeah, totally. A beautiful town. And I'm a mission I believe in. It's always been something like I've wanted to do work that I believe in, not um no, I don't have anything against commercial photographers or shooting for brands or companies or anything like that. But I, it was always just important 
for me to photograph for something that I really believed in, and I totally believe in Cal Poly and the mission and the things that people are doing there. Yeah. So that, yeah. So it's that, that is, is a very cool thing to be able to do as an occupation. Yeah. You're so lucky. I mean, would you have ever, ever thought that like a university job anywhere would have been what it is, what you're actually experiencing? No, no, I didn't. No, it's, yeah, I, I really didn't know what to expect. I, I think academia, and it also runs the gamut, you know, I think Cal Poly is a very good fit. It's a very good fit for for me um, as a, like, as my personality and kind of my time here on the Central Coast. It's a good fit for my style of photography. Um, and I think just like newspapers and areas, like each university, like you said earlier, is different. So, yeah, I, I feel especially lucky that this is such a good fit. I think there are um, maybe more, I don't, I don't know, uh, examples for sure, but there, might, there may be more stuffy kind of academia mm-hmm. oriented universities out there where it would be a, maybe a harder fit for me. Um, but, yeah. Well, they're, they're lucky they got you because it's a, it's, a, you know, it's a great job. They got a great photographer that loves its town. I mean, that's absolutely the best thing you know, that you want as an employee that loves being there. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm lucky to be there and I feel I have a great team, a great boss. And, uh, you know, another surprise is at the newspaper, <laughs> um, you would, you would turn in photos and a lot of times reporters or maybe some page designers, they would kind of take the most literal photo, right? Which is a lot of times <laughs> the, the worst photo. Um, which is aggravating at Cal, at Cal Poly, especially my team, they're really good about like their visual IQ is really high. They pick really good photos. Wow. Which, Why do you think that is? is? I, which, I don't know. We're just on the same page. People are thinking just visually looking for quality visuals and they're not looking necessarily for those kind of, I don't know, like those kind of literal ones uh-huh, <laughs> that, right. that, that you include, you know, like if you're going to have one or two photos, it's good to have kind of a, a literal photo in there to show some general context, even though it might be boring, you kind of have your zingers in there too. Um, but yeah, luckily my, I don't know, they're just really good like that, which is amazing. Right. Oh, God, yeah. that's all you want. Totally. Don't screw up my work. Yeah, totally. That's it. Where can people find, you know, Joe Johnson's just beautiful work? Where can they find it? Um, Cal Poly. I would just go to the Cal Poly homepage, calpoly.edu. And, you know, there's a few Britney photos that are bouncing around there too, but a lot of my photos, Cal Poly Magazine. Okay. Um, we'll have a lot of my photography. Um I have a a website. I'm going to have to look it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, what would you like me to tell you what it is? It's yeah, Joe, JoeJohnsonPhotography.com? Well, no, it had to change. I'm not even – there was like a snafu, and I had to add like Joe Johnson. Oh, Joe Johnson, my, uh, Joe Johnson Photography dot myportfolio.com. Is that, that it? That is it. Yeah. Can you say that? Can you say that one more time? Joe, jo- I'll, I'll make sure I, I put this in the link. But it's so you remember if you want to type it up. But it's <laughs> Joe Johnston Photography at, or I guess dot 
myportfolio.com. Was there another Joe that took your, your registered domain name? No, it was like weird. I had a, (laughs) it's a little bit of a long story, but my friend like had a bunch of websites. He's, he was like a publisher. Um, he was publishing a ton of websites in Texas and he had all this like free hosting, uh, credits or something. He's like, dude, I'll host your website, blah, blah. Just give me your domain. And, and he was hosting and everything. He's just gotten so busy. He wasn't able to update it. And so it wasn't, it, it wasn't working. <laughs> Unfortunately, it just kind of like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. So I ended up having to go through, um, what is it? Adobe. And then I had to just like add that little, my portfolio or something. So that would work with Adobe. Well, damn. There you yeah, go. Whatever. I think the domain is still mine. I just need to get my friend to like pull the right lever. I even emailed him. He's like, Oh yeah, I can totally do that. And then it never happened. I just, just pull the lever. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You're embarrassing me. I, my, 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 no one's going to remember my website. I know. Right. <laughs> Seriously. But eh, you, you know, don't need it. You're a busy university photographer. I, I am busy. I don't really look for, I actually don't own any camera equipment. I don't even, I'm not even really hunting a lot for freelance these days. Is that um, nice? That, you know, you could rely and focus solely on your job and not have to be like, oh God, I need to, need to go out and do a wedding or a winery or shoot someone's bar mitzvah. Very much. Even at, at the paper though, I, the freelance I did was stuff I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. People that I knew or, or really cool sounding things. And so. Maybe, maybe down the road I'll, I'll get a little big gear and, and head in that direction again. But for now, I'm, I'm pretty stoked and thrilled. Yeah. Are, there any cool, are there any cool projects that you're doing at Cal Poly? Um, you know, it just, we, I just did commencement, wrapped up commencement this last weekend. Um, so it's summer, things kind of slow down uh, when we're just kind of like planning out the next big projects. Right. We next have, the campaign next year, you know, it's very much like an agency, isn't it? Yeah. We're in Cal Poly magazine. Once we, we just published that, I think that just hit stands the physical copy last week. And so it's like, once that's um, printed and published, we start talking about the very next issue or once it's sent off to the printer, we immediately start talking about the next issue. So we're just having those meetings this week, talking about the next Cal Poly issue for fall. But, you know, one really cool thing that I'm hoping to get up to um, maybe this summer or at least later in the year that I didn't tell you about, Matt, this is going to blow your mind. You should, you might want to Google this, is we have, Cal Poly owns a ranch north of Santa Cruz called Swanton Pacific Ranch. And it was donated to the university by the, the guy that founded Orchard Supply Hardware. Really? It's, like, it's insane. It's this amazing property. It has like redwood forests. It has like streams. It has like a cattle ranch. It has orchards. Um, it burned in, the, in a, the fire that was up there a couple years ago. So they're like rebuilding it. Um, but it's amazing. They have botany and like forestry classes and soil science classes. And they do like steelhead surveys in the winter when the streams are flying. And it's insane and it's on the it's near the water it's near the coast it's like beautiful so that's a part of the cal poly campus so i get to go up there sometimes and work on projects so i hope to get up there and do some really cool photography that is is always kind of on my radar see yeah because i know you're a big you know you love the surf and to be outdoors and something like that 
I see you having no problem raising your hand and being like, I'm on my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We need to get up there in the winter when it's kind of green, but yeah, that's probably one. But, uh, that's yeah. nice. It's, you know, university photographers, you know, it's a great job, you know, it's awesome. Oh, you know what else? <laughs> <laughs> we have a pier in Avo. We have Cal Poly pier. With what? Like a little, yeah. Yeah. We, a pier. <laughs> yeah. We have a pier. And uh, we have like a little um, science research, I forget the name, science research unit out on the end where a lot of biology, marine biology classes go out there. They're running experiments. They're like um, like reproducing clams and doing all kinds of stuff. And they also have like a science dive class that's centered off the pier. So they get students out there and they teach them scientific diving, scuba diving. So hoping to get out there this summer and grab some, some scuba diving photos. Okay, um, so... So tell me this, because you don't have a photo editor, you don't have a director of photography, right? You don't, it's not organized like that. Right. How do you then take your pictures and have someone, you know, edit and give you a little pointers and say, Joe, I'd like this. This was great. Would have liked that. Not so much. And then what, where do you keep your edge to keep pushing yourself where you don't have the staff around you to like, you know, have that push to your photographic ego? Yeah, that's on me now. Um, and I've gone through a couple different phases. When I first started uh, at Cal Poly, they just, we just needed to build up the photo library. Mm -hmm. um, so I was a little loose on my edits because I was still also figuring out which photos people wanted to use. And sometimes you need dead space in photos to fit for different um, uh, uses. And so I was kind of loose on my edit. I'm still maybe a little looser than I need to be. So if I go and shoot kind of like, I don't know, like a standard like class that has some learn, like I learned by doing class, like maybe an engineering class in there, um, you know, building something, right? right. Um, some welding, some like teams, like working, building, constructing stuff. So maybe I'll put like 35 photos in there, in that gallery. Um, and I'm, I'm starting to, to try to like see if I need to maybe refine that to maybe do like a 15 to 20, like more like really solid photos or, or maybe, Hey, you know, that's, that's kind of what I'm kind of trying to fine tune is like, how tight do I edit? Okay. Because I don't always know, like, like sometimes you need dead space on the right and sometimes you need space on the left. So I might put two similar photos in there that have different space. Right. Um, in those images. So I'm yeah. Trying to figure that out. But, um, as far as like critiques and stuff, I, I, that's kind of on me to kind of look at the work of other university photographers and try and glean stuff from what they're doing. And yeah. Cause that, that's, that's the one thing where when you're not in a, um, with the staff and with other people, it really is on you. You have to be, you know, lighting your own fire to, to do that. Yeah, Totally. Totally. Yeah. If you want to give me a critique, feel free. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love to sit down. Uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it's just a challenge. It's just a, it's just a mental challenge every day to keep pushing yourself and not, you know, get caught up in the, eh, it's good enough. They liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, um, I don't know. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm still just, I still am so lucky that I get to do something I love. So the kind of excitement of like getting a good photo is still there. And that um, keeps me, I think from just the, ah, it's good enough. 
even if sometimes I fall short of, you know, like a great photo, I still am excited by the, the prospect that there's a lot of great photos that I, I can get here in this job. Well, Joe, they're lucky to have you, and I'm lucky that you gave me the time today to talk about your, your new venture and this wonderful job that you have because uh, I'm happy for you because it's been great to you know, see you over the last 20 years, and now I get to see you, you know, maybe once or twice a year now in your new role, and it's been fun. I mean, when I saw you, when I saw you in September, I think you had just gotten the R5, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you had gotten a new lens, and you were all excited, like, "Oh, I got it! <laughs> I'm shooting at one four, and it's got backlight, and it's beautiful." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was shooting with the 85 1.2, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. it's like." It's gorgeous. Photographers are such weenies. It doesn't take much for us to be all excited. Just, you know, a 1.2 lens backlit. We're like, oh, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> totally. I'm glad that you appreciate that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, if like my if I someone said, you know, here, here, pick. All my lenses are primes, like a 24, 1.4, an 85, 1.2, and a 30, 135, you know, 1.4. Like, just give me those blown out buttery backgrounds and just give it to me all day. It'd be beautiful. Yeah. Love, love that stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really thrilled that I've gotten to play around with some different lenses in this game. Well, you're living the dream, Joe. You're living the dream. It's uh, super lucky. Really, really grateful. And this area is, uh, yeah, has been good to me. I'm really lucky that I've, I've gotten to make a life here. <laughs> Well, Joe, I can't thank you for your time. You're the best, my friend. I I, uh, I do appreciate it. I know uh, you've been looking forward to this podcast. You kept uh, calling me saying, <laughs> come on. I can't wait to sit and talk for two hours. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate it, Matt. And thank you. You've been, you know, like this constant person who I've, like you said, like kind of run into on this like annual, maybe twice annual basis for so many years. And you've always been like so encouraging and supportive and, and positive. It's been, uh, I, I, yeah, it's been a really uh, joy. Well, Joe, we're we're lucky what we get to do. We are totally. absolutely lucky. We capture beautiful moments or just moments in people's lives, and then you know the people in our field. We're, you know, we we meet great people and we're at great events. I mean, come on, look at. I was watching you geek out with an eighty-five lens <laughs> in a football game. It wasn't like we were curing cancer. Yeah, and you with your son out there shooting with you. Oh, it's so yeah. cool to see that. And yeah, yeah, it's it's a good thing, man. All right, well, I'm I'm up September 10th. I've already gotten the call from Eric, so I'll I'll see you oh, then. Good. If, if I don't see you sooner, I hope to see you then. If you're not uh, at the ranch or deep sea <laughs> diving with the, some team or whatever you're doing or hanging out in the president's suite. Absolutely, let's talk again soon, and we should talk some some photography. I'd love, I would love to maybe honestly get some feedback and you know, critiques it's been a while i could <laughs> i would really love to to share some photos back and forth well and, are you are you putting stuff in that up was it uppa contest UPAA? You, yeah yeah, yeah there's too many a p's and a's yeah i know yeah i put a few things in there every month if i if i feel like i got some contenders i'll toss them yeah some stuff in there that's the um if for people who don't know about the website or don't see it it's you paa.org it's university professors so wait university photographers association of america that's what it is yep and there are some of the best images being made i mean life magazine 
National Geographic quality images being made. Sports Illustrated, you know, ESPN in the early days when like Harry Benson was taking, you know, stuff for them, like quality images being made. It is phenomenal. Yeah, it's humbling to see some of the photography that that's kind of it's awesome. It's inspiring and humbling at the same time and uh, educational. Just like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. I want yeah. to try to do that. And yeah, I, I don't know. I got to find out. I don't know what the hell is in the drinking water in Utah. But those oh guys gosh. at like Utah Valley, BYU, they are making unbelievable images. Yeah, it's top notch. Yeah, they are setting the bar. It's really outstanding. I believe Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. The out there is incredible. There's some like really in- super incredible photographers working at universities out there, which, you know, like you said, like I would just say this, like a lot of photography students that are studying photography and want to go in to the photography profession. I, I would say very few of them think about university universities as a potential job. Um, but it's a, it's one of the few staff jobs with like benefits and all, and right. all those like good things that come with a job in, in this day and age well, that we, you can, yeah, we joked about it. Find. Yeah. You. That you can find as a photographer there aren't a lot of those jobs as a photographer out there. And this is one of them. Right. I mean, university of Michigan, it's not going to move. It's not going to close. They're not going to relocate, right? BYU is not shutting down. You know, they always need images more than ever there. You have access to an unbelievable group of students that rotate all the time. Your faculty's fantastic. Your locations are beautiful. Your buildings, depending on where you're at, you know, you and I, we don't get great weather, but I've seen some stuff like in Notre Dame where somebody had a photo of like two people walking through a snowstorm and their footprints were left behind. I mean, it was just gorgeous. Like you would have killed for that early in your portfolio in your career or as wild art on some odd day in the paper. And these guys are making it all the time. Yeah, totally. Totally. Well, check out Joe's stuff. Check out uh, the website. And uh, Joe, I'll see you in September. Sounds great, man. Really good talking to you. Thanks so much. You're the man, Joe. Appreciate it. Be good. You're the man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Joe Johnson. If you enjoyed this episode, please click the like button and become a subscriber to the show. Remember to follow the Just a Good Conversation podcast on Instagram. And you can find all of our past shows on the website justagoodconversation.com Thank you for listening.